This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 167, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 14th. This is Comic Shenanigans, it's episode 167, it's the Comic Reviews episode for comics released Wednesday, May 14th. Uh, This episode is coming out a little bit late, Uh, usually I don't want to go any later than the week when the new comics come out, which would have been yesterday, uh, Wednesday the 21st. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out this this time around, uh, just with scheduling, etc. So I will just jump in quickly uh, to look at uh, reviews for comics released Wednesday, May 14th. Because we're already kind of over schedule and I have less time than I would like, this is going to be a more rapid-fire episode very quick. Uh, So first off, we've got uh, Action Comics 31 by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter. Uh, with Rafa, Rafa Sandoval as well. Um, I actually enjoyed this a little bit more than I would have expected. Uh, Pencils are sorry by Aaron Cooter, Rafa Sandoval, and Cameron Stewart. So a little, a little all over the place. It's written by Greg Pak. It's better than most of the books I've read by him recently in action comics. Um, so we have uh, Superman has been infected by Doomsday. He's kind of dealing with what that's doing to his mind. Uh, we're getting a little bit of setup here, but there is some interesting concepts here with Superman kind of dealing with that he is changing, he's infected, uh, he's not thinking correctly, he's having these kind of weird dreams, uh, that he thinks that he's acting out violently, but it's really still in his head, thankfully, for the most part. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, a little bit more solid than I would have expected. Um, but yeah, let's see where we go from here. Uh, next up is All New X-Men 27. Um, so this is by, let's see, Bendis and Imminen. Um, so we see the return of the Future Brotherhood. That stuff I'm not as big a fan of. Um, kind of seeing what's going on here. It's a little... I, I don't really understand what the opening sequence is. Maybe I'm just a dunce, but uh, who's being born there and why? I, I, obviously it is Charles, but I'm not the, the new Xavier kid. I don't really know who the father is supposed to be. I'm a little confused by that, but um, then we see the Brotherhood kind of attacking... Um, you know, Cyclops at school. Um, good action sequences. The uh, flashbacks to what's going on with Xavier are pretty crazy as well. Um, also seeing what, what it looks like Mystique has kind of a, a bad end at some point and gets replaced by, I guess, her son. Um, I, don't I read this like a week and a half ago. I don't remember that much about it, but uh, I did enjoy it. Um, the artwork, as I said, remains stellar. It's one of the better X-Men books on the market, so I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, next up is Avengers 29. Uh, Avengers 29 is by the team of, uh, let's see, um, uh, Jonathan Hickman and uh, Lionel Francis Yu. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more of a connection now between the two Avengers and New Avengers. So here we have Captain America waking up and it's him having bad dreams and then remembering what happened with the Infinity Gems. It's kind of weird that it's even in an original Sentai at all because it really has nothing to do with that storyline. It just has to do with the fact that something happened in the past that Captain America is now remembering that previously was wiped from his mind and now he is really pissed off about it. Uh, the artwork is fantastic. Um, him kind of confronting Tony, really, really well done. Uh, I can't wait to see where they go from here as we're seeing the mingling of the Avengers and New Avengers storylines. Um, this is just such a badass issue. The artwork, as I said, it is fantastic by Lana Francis Yu. It would appear that the uh, time gem may or may not have returned. Um, and then at the end, it looks like they get shunted into the future uh, by about 48 years. So it looks pretty awesome. Um, really enjoying it. 
Hickman got me more back on board here. I mean, the, the issues with the alternate uh, Avengers were kind of strange and kind of felt like they went off the course a bit, but uh, this really brought it home. Uh, this was fantastic. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, superb read all the way through. Uh, next up, actually, I think a lot of comics this week were actually quite good, which is not always the case. Uh, next up is Avengers Undercover, number four. Uh, this continues to be done by Dennis Hopeless and uh, Kev Walker. Uh, I really enjoyed this. is a big issue of, you know, Arcade is being confronted by um, the Avengers kids and it's kind of dealing with what, what happens now. Um, and it's very cool. Actually, hold on. You know what? Now that I'm looking at it, have I, have I read this? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, sorry. Last issue is where they killed Arcade. My bad. I read a lot of comics, and I would fall behind in Avengers Undercover, so I think I read issues three and four in the last week, and then I just got confused. I love how Cammy's written here. Um, I love how the entire team is, is written, like how they end up getting busted uh, by the Masters of Evil and then confronted by Baron Zemo. Uh, interested to see how Baron Zemo is going to end up being written going forward on this. Um, I, you know, I'm in. I mean, it's an interesting concept and premise, and I like how it's definitely building off of everything that happened in Arena in a meaningful way. So everything that happened in that series is not just being forgotten. Instead, it's being used to show what happens next for these characters. I dug this. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. So, so far, pretty high reviews for the week. Uh, then we got Batgirl 31. Um, I really dug this. Gail Simone and Fernando, Fernando Pissarin remain an amazing creative team. I love Pissarin's artwork on this book. Uh, Ragdoll was creepy and fantastic. Um, back row trying to you know save her roommate was pretty awesome. Uh, extremely well done. Great action. Very creepy. Ragdoll is everything he should be. I'm glad that the character exists again in the in the new 52. Uh, I'm going to give it a I think a 7.5 out of 10. Um, let's see. Next up is Batman Eternal number six. Uh, remains a very enjoyable book. Uh, the artwork in this issue is handled by I believe Trevor McCarthy. Um, let's see, yeah, sorry. The artwork is by Trevor McCarthy, story by Scott Snyder and James Tinney and the Fourth, script by Ray Fox, consulting, contributing writers include John Lehman and Tim Seeley. Um, it's a little bit more kind of creepy and different. Um, the art style is not one of my favorite art styles that we've seen in this book. Of all the chapters we've had so far, maybe this is one of my least interesting, but uh, Constantine teaming up with Batwing is kind of interesting. Um, the Dr. Phosphorus character, I believe, is in here. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much going on in a weekly book like this that it's not always going to be kind of the A story with Gordon, etc. Um, so I appreciate that there's other stories that are going to be going on in here. I like that Batwing's going to have another place to be. Uh, sorry, I don't think it's Dr. Phosphorus. I think it's Gentleman Ghost. Sorry. Um, the art style, again, is not quite my favorite, but I like the interplay between Constantine and Batman. So, I mean, there's still enough here to read and enjoy. It's not my favorite chapter so far, mainly because of the art, if nothing else, and then the focus being a little, like, quite different. But I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, maybe a 6.5. Um, yeah, I think I'll settle on a 6.5. It's still a good book, just not my favorite issue of the series so far. But out of six issues, I really enjoyed, what, at least three, because the artwork's been fantastic on those. Two of the issues had not as good artwork, but still a great story. So it's been a, a really good success so far. I think uh, when... I can't wait to have the Batman Eternal on my on my bookshelf when they start putting it out in trade. I think it's going to be 20 issues at a time, something like that. I think the first one's supposed to have 20 issues, so uh, I'm interested in having that on my shelf. Uh, next up is Captain America number 20. Um, I did enjoy this. I definitely felt like it was obvious what was going on, so it, it felt harder to kind of be 
paying attention to it in some ways because it just felt like it was it was playing it was playing on certain things too long when it, we knew that it wasn't going to be what it looked like. Uh, it's by Rick Remender and Nick Klein. Um, I, I mean, uh, a large majority of the issue is Captain America kind of in the mind bubble, thinking that he's seeing one thing and then breaking the control of Doctor Mind Bubble over him. That's half the issue. Uh, and then him versus Iron Nail. Uh, also having Jet show up and fight against the Iron Nail as well. It's not bad. It just um, it felt like less moved ahead. And uh, a lot of the issue was relatively unimportant because it was just a dream sequence. So I'm going to give it a 6. Uh, next up is Captain Marvel number 3. I'm going to give this a 6. It was alright. It didn't feel like a really strong story. It, it's nice to have Captain Marvel in her own book kind of doing her own thing. Um, and it's definitely an interesting uh, ending. I just don't know if it was necessarily the strongest issue we've seen so far. I have Captain Marvel. In fact, I know that it isn't. I'm going to give it a 6. It's still a good book. It's not a bad book. It's just I felt a little bit more indifferent about it. Um, it is written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with artwork by David Lopez. Uh, moving forward, we have Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Uh, this is the first issue, and I just found it a little bit disappointing. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the artwork by Tanning Huat. Uh, the uh, writing... I didn't find all that great either. Um, who wrote this? Uh, let me just look here. It's by Benson. Um, I don't know. I just I exp I thought this would be better. I thought this would be a, a much cooler kind of kung fu adventure, kind of like what we're getting in Iron Fist. Instead, I didn't feel that way. It had some interesting concepts, but uh, again, the artwork I didn't think did a clear job of really doing it, of conveying it, and the script could have been a lot stronger. So I'm gonna give it about a five. Um, I mean, if you want to see a great uh, Shang-Chi story, you read, what, Avengers and Avengers World, I think, 2 or 3, the issue by um, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, and I forget who did art on that issue, it was a gorgeous battle sequence uh, that really showed how awesome Shang-Chi can be, and then this didn't feel like that. Uh, next up is Fantastic Four, which I actually just caught up, caught myself up on. I thought this issue was a lot better than the previous issue, not, sorry, not a lot better, but was more enjoyable than issue three. Uh, it's by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk as we continue the fall of the Fantastic Four storyline. Uh, so we have Johnny has no powers. He's trying to kind of flee the scene because uh, the Wrecking Crew or members of the Wrecking Crew that are now part of the Frightful Four are fighting against uh, the Thing. Uh, just when you think the Thing might be out, uh, here comes Mr. Fantastic and uh, Sue. Uh, we have It's the noob um, uh, bulldozer who's in here who's kind of interesting. It's, a, it's the original one's daughter. Uh, you then have the FF uh, so Scott Lang, Darla Deering, and uh, is that her name, Darla Deering? I don't even remember the she thing. And um, She Hulk, it's they just kind of show up and they're. It's kind of a. a it's it, it's definitely fun. I, I got a nice sense of fun in during this action sequence, and I like seeing uh, this this assemblage together. And then it looks like something's going to happen with the FF having their day in court. I did enjoy this. It was fun. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of the costumes. Uh, but I am trying to put my faith in James Robinson that there is a point of this and it's all going somewhere that will eventually be enjoyable. Uh, next up is New 52, uh, Future's End number 2, which was a hell of a lot better than issue number 1. Uh, the writing team on this includes... I'm trying to find where uh, they even put the creative team on this. I'm just flipping through the issue. I can't even find the creative team. It looks like it's written by Brian Azzarello, Keith Giffen, Dan Jurgens, Jeff Lemire, and... Uh, I guess artwork by Jesus Marino. I like the artwork quite a lot. Interesting story. Again, it feels kind of inconsequential, though, because it's taking place five years ahead of everything we have in current continuity. Green Arrow is dead. A lot of the issues spent on his, you know, his funeral. 
and dealing with that and also uh, blaming Firestorm because of uh, his inaction is what caused Green Arrow to die. Uh, at the end, Lois gets a package that tells her to trust no one. It's all right. It's not again. It's it, it needs to find its way. I think this is kind of one of those weeklies that it kind of has to have a very good sense of what it wants to be and where it's going. Otherwise, it won't work. Whereas Batman Eternal feels like it could just be a weekly Batman book that doesn't need an overarching plot. Just needs like a semblance of one to kind of things going on in the background, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a main plot line. But here, it feels like it has to be something much more defined, and I don't know if they really have it yet. Uh, this particular show, I'm going to give it a six and a half because it, it wasn't that bad. Uh, actually, sorry, it wasn't bad at all. It just wasn't that great. Um, had some interesting uh, perspectives, for sure, though. Next up is New Avengers. Uh, so this is, what, issue 18. As we get closer and closer to the fight with, with the... Um, like We've spent two issues looking at this other dimensional team that kind of has more similarities to the Justice League than to the Avengers. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to actually showing that fight. And here... We have uh, more with Maximus and Black Bolt. Black Bolt seems pretty healed now. We have Black Panther confronting the Black Panthers of, of yore for um, insight into what he should do. And it's kind of an interesting issue, especially when he communes with his father. And I like how his father's like, why haven't you killed the Atlantean yet? Uh, Doctor Strange just comes back from his travels. I forget what he's been doing. I feel like that might have been an annual or something, or going to be, or I can't quite remember. Uh, you have uh, Banner and uh, Beast talking about the uh, the bombs and realizing why there's so many and why they're activating one. Tony trying to confront the Black Swan to finally get an answer. And then they're, uh, at the very end, they're about to fight the heroes from the other dimension they've been watching. So a lot of setup for issue 19, but good setup. Um, so it's not like it's, a, it's an unwanted setup. It's just it is ultimately set up. And like everything on the cover doesn't happen. That's going to be next issue. Uh, it's written by uh, Jonathan Hickman, art by, I believe, uh, Valerio Shiti. Um, enjoyable stuff, uh, good good work uh, for the most part, although the Tony sequences, I didn't know if I liked what they had him wearing, which is kind of a weird comment, but uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. The artwork could have been a bit stronger, but I did like the script, although it is a little slow moving. Or uh, it just feels that way. Then we have Nightcrawler number 2. This is by Claremont and Todd Nock. I really enjoyed this. The cover is fun. Like, it's Nightcrawler kind of doing his little jig there, and it's saying Bant in the background. Um, I like that it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nightcrawler and Amanda Sefton's story, uh, them kind of going back to where they were kind of raised to kind of figure out more about uh, who might be after them. And they have the, the classic misunderstanding with uh, the circus freaks that are there that they used to know, and... Uh, then they kind of explain that yes, Kurt's back alive, and uh, at the very end, the this Trimega character comes again to fight uh, Amanda Sefton. I dug this. I mean, I know Claremont's style is kind of old school, but I think that he's kind of this is this is a good book for him. It's not a main continuity book. It's just kind of this. It's a fun romp for Nightcrawler. If this was a miniseries or an ongoing, I don't think it would change the way it reads, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, and Todd Knox probably one of the best choices to do the art. He has this style that's very reminiscent of Mike Waringo, but uh, but not. Um, and I think that that style plays well for a character like Nightcrawler. Uh, and it has a, a, a certain there's a light feeling to it, or a light sensibility, I guess. I, I don't really know what I'm trying to say there, but I liked it. Uh, then we have Superman, Wonder Woman. This is number eight. Um, this was this is what uh, Infected Chapter Two. Actually, when I read this, I hadn't realized I'd even read I'd even read Chapter One of Infected because I don't think I ever I don't don't think I actually read the Superman Doomed like 
one shot, but I have read the Infected storyline. Uh, I like I like this actually a lot. This is a really good issue. I liked how Diana is trying to kind of play detective, find out what's going on with Clark, and find him, uh, and kind of dealing with Batman and Lois and others, and then finally finding him, and then trying to conf- uh, get Superman to kind of confront what's going on with him. Um, maybe this is a weird thing, but does, has Superman always had a, like the actual ch- ass on his chest, like actually on his chest? Is that new? Um, when did I did I miss that? Like I just don't know when that happened, but he actually has the you know, the Superman emblem on his chest now. I, again, I don't know when that happened, but it, he's got it here. Um, the artwork I really enjoyed, um, although it remains a highlight of this book anyway, because Tony S. Daniel is just killing it. Um, this is a really strong, strong issue by uh, Charles Sewell. Um, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, which I apparently gave a lot of books this week. Uh, next up is Wolverine. This is issue number 6. As we go to Madripoor, um, no longer Ryan Stegman doing the art, at least for this chapter. Instead, we have Gerardo Sandoval, who I think did a good job with the art, kind of aping that kind of style with the Stegman. Very exaggerated. It reminded me of Dan Frigora. Um, it's written by Paul Cornell. It's very stylized. They go to Majapur. Wolverine's just kind of play a bunch of sides. He's dealing with MIA-13, uh, who are trying to help him kind of clandestinely to get inserted so they can get closer to Sabretooth. At the very end, he finds Sabretooth, which is really a grotesque scene, uh, and he has to kind of confront his instincts to do anything but fight Sabretooth when there's another way to go about this. Um, I enjoyed it. It was enjoy- much more enjoyable than I think I ever expected the Wolverine title to be during this killable kind of storyline with him being this villain, quote-unquote, but now that we know it's just a, it's just an act and he's really just uh, you know an undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, I think it's a little bit more to pro- easier to process. And last up is World's Finest number 23. This book is almost over. It's written by Paul Levitz with artwork by uh, R.B. Silva and Yildirei Sinar. Uh, you know, it's, it's very middle of the road. I'm going to give it about a 5.5 out of 10. It's not the worst book I've ever read. It's far from the best. It's just kind of there. We're getting close to the end. Uh, Karen kind of uh, shows up. Her like everyone kind of sees her using her powers because she's not worried about keeping her identity secret anymore from her employees. She just wants to go home. Um, and I think the book is just kind of ready to go. Not in a bad way. I think it's just played out and it's ready to, to ready to end as well. Anyways, that is our episode. So I think that was uh, probably one of the most chockful episodes I have done um, of this podcast, considering how many books I actually talked about. Seeing as I just talked about 16 comics in about 18 minutes, um, there's a bunch of po- comics I didn't get a chance to look at this week. They include All New Ghost Rider number 3, All New Ultimates number 2, Constantine 14, DC Comics Presents The Demon Driven Out number 1, Deadpool 28, Fables 140, FBP, Federal Bureau of Physics number 10, Green Lantern Corps 31, Iron Man 25, Justice League United number 1, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 8, Royals Masters of War number 4, Scooby Doo Where Are You 45, Secret Avengers 3, Smallville Season 11 Lantern number 2, Superboy 31, Superman Doomed, United States of Murder Inc., and X Force number 5. Looking ahead quickly to stuff that came out technically yesterday on the 21st, uh, some highlights include the new issue of Batman and, which is Batman and Frankenstein, uh, Batgirl, the third trade paperback and fourth hardcover came out, new issues of Batman, Superman, Batman Eternal, Birds of Prey, the last issue of Forever Evil, the newest issue of Justice League, which comes after Forever Evil, um, the new issue of New, Fu- new 52 Futures End, which is the weekly book, and Sinestro number 2, and Supergirl 31. Uh, then looking at, uh, I believe, Image Comics, you have Manhattan Projects Volume 4, trade paperback coming out, which is fantastic. Uh, then looking at Marvel Comics, you've got issues, new issues of All New Dupe, uh, All New X-Factor, although apparently it was short-shipped to most people, so you may not be getting it, don't be surprised. 
uh, if you're shocked and get it because mine didn't. Uh, although, maybe you will. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two, uh, something I'm really excited about and I can't wait for my Amazon order to come in for it, is the Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection trade paperback, which is called Ghost of the Past, which I believe is volume 16 uh, in that collection. Uh, Amazing X-Men number seven, Avengers World number six, Daredevil number three, uh, Deadpool Annual, Elektra 2, Hulk 3. Uh, for fans of the, of the uh, Immortal Iron Fist, uh, their complete collection volume two comes out, which completes that run and it's a massive trade. Uh, for not a bad price, uh, you got new issues of Magneto coming out, uh, Miracle Man, Nova, uh, the second issue of Original Sin comes out, as well as new issues of Uncanny X-Men and Wolverine the X-Men and X-Men. And if you like Peter David's X-Factor, the Complete Collection Volume 2 is coming out as well. Uh, so thank you for listening to this uh, abbreviated, uh, quick, uh, fast-paced reviews episode. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, or rate and review us on iTunes, which is the best way for us to grow the show, so please rate and review us on iTunes as well. As well. If you are listening to us through iTunes, please subscribe to the show as well. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, the next episode up will be in a couple days, maybe even tomorrow. Uh, it'll be episode 168, which will be a, a look at the solicitations for August 2014, as I'll actually be talking on Skype with with A.J. Reese, a uh, friend of the show and previous guest, making his second appearance on the show. Uh, next week, episode 170, will be uh, the X-Men Days of Future Past movie episode, which theoretically should have myself and Tibor Mate uh, talking about the movie. Unfortunately, I don't believe Paul Scorez will be able to uh, stay long enough uh, after the film to actually talk about the movie, and I don't know if Kelly Chapman will be able to join us. Anyways, thank you again for listening to the episode and for keeping the show going. Um, I couldn't do it without you know diehard listeners who enjoy listening to the show and listen to me blather on for 20 minutes about comics uh, every week just about the comics that just came out so I do appreciate it and we'll catch, catch you next time bye bye